So listen, this whole podcast thing, it's actually really hard. I mean, outside of just like the, the technical side that still after two years is tricky business for me, it can be so isolating, if I'm honest with you. And what no one really told me, pun intended, about doing this project, about stepping into this and taking it on, is it involves a lot of questioning yourself and feeling like you're either too much or not enough. Who am I kidding? You don't have to have a podcast to feel those things. It's actually pretty natural, right? I mean, questioning ourselves, it comes naturally, but we all do it differently. Certain only in our uncertainty, confident only in questioning our confidence. I didn't interview anyone last week. I have it in a little while, only because I'm trying to be more aware of managing my energy. And there's a difference in managing our energy and managing our time, right? I mean, time is easy to manage. Give every minute a task, a box to check off to make us feel what? Accomplished, successful, enough. There's that word again. It tends to pop up a lot, right? That word enough. But managing our time, it may leave us with a completed list, but it rarely leaves us complete. Now, managing our energy, that means being aware of what fills you and what empties you, and then adjusting your commitments accordingly. So if you do something that drains you, that makes you just feel lifeless when you finish it. I mean, it has sucked every bit of thought, creativity, usefulness out of you. Well, you follow that up with something that fills you. Maybe it's reading a book, listening to a podcast, going for a walk, a run, something that fills that empty space. When I'm at my most overwhelmed, I recede into this silence that I am so good at creating. I quiet the noise of expectations, real and imagined, by numbing the thoughts poking around in my most vulnerable spaces. Now, a couple weeks ago in my conversation with Allison Cook, she said that turning your mind off with the help of the remote or a scroll isn't necessarily a bad thing. It only becomes unhealthy when you turn to those things trying to numb your thoughts instead of just quieting them. When I told myself that this was just a mental break, I think I missed it. When I, when I thought I was filling the empty spaces, what I was really doing was using it to become this sort of mental Novocaine meant to pause all the feelings and thoughts that stacked on themselves until I eventually felt buried. Digging out is more about noticing than numbing. I had developed these patterns, these routines. Moments of clarity were chased away by memories of insignificance, leading to the same start line that I found myself at over and over. The question is, will I allow myself to believe what only I see? Or will I ask myself instead, what if my vision is clouded by voices that were never meant to shape me? I think you probably have those voices too. I was a freshman in college. I was out to eat with some friends and one pretty influential leader who I was excited to get to know better. The restaurant is local to here in Knoxville, and they have the best crescent rolls drizzled in honey. They're soft and they're perfect. And I think I gave a piece of my heart to the first one that I'd had that night. And then, of course, I made the decision that it would be best to have another one. As I reached toward the basket, the girl sitting next to me said loud enough for the table to hear, Callie, it's called self-discipline, resulting in my hand tracking back to my lap as I made some self-deprecating joke and laughed it off. 
But for years, that same voice would push itself to the front of my mind as I looked at a plate of food. A plate of food that would remain untouched because self-discipline, right? I no longer trusted myself to know how much or how little was enough, so I drew the hardest line, restricting myself to carrots and mustard for lunch. All the while, self-discipline echoed through my mind. And then a year or two later, still in college, a group of us were walking back to a friend's apartment after a football game. One of the guys who had opted into coming with us, somewhere in the, behind us as we were making our way up the hill, said, well, some of us are obviously more able to make it up this hill than others, right, Callie? And so in the months following, I would start getting up at 5 a.m. every day to work out for two hours. And every time I wanted to push snooze, every time I wanted to go back to sleep, his words were the first words in my mind. And each season, it brings new voices, right? You conquer some, some stick around a little longer. A few years ago, when given one of my first opportunities to share some thoughts in front of others, my heart and my mind were both dominated by doubt. Why should I be the one to do this? How do I have anything that adds value to the lives of who will listen? And what if I walk out there and what I think is really important, what I think I'm meant to share is just a bunch of white noise that makes everyone wonder why they showed up to begin with. I just couldn't see how God could say anything through me or why he would. I shared these thoughts with someone and the response from across the table while we both held our coffees was a simple affirmation of all my doubts. Well, she said, you're safe. You're vanilla. That's what makes you the obvious choice. Now, this one is one of the hardest to share because that's the loudest voice in my head still now, years later. And I bet you can think of some voices that weave throughout your thoughts day in and day out too. Maybe from a parent, teacher, coach, well-meaning friend, a not so well-meaning friend, trusted mentor. Maybe yours are more positive, full of what you could do or be. And they, they propel you forward. They give you the momentum you need. But I have a tendency to hang on to criticism, unfortunately. And I think the enemy knows that about me probably crafts moments for me to hear the critique when my energy is at its lowest, when I'll hear the words the loudest. So I'm hoping that this peek into some of my most vulnerable moments is memorable to you simply because I want us, I want me to remember the power of our words, the weight of our words, that if not spoken with wisdom or discernment can be carried on someone's back for years, slowly pushing them down. In James 3, 3 through 10, the message translation, it says, this is scary. You can tame a tiger, but you can't tame a tongue. It's never been done. The tongue runs wild, a killer. With our tongues, we bless God, our father. With the same tongues, we curse the very men and women he made in his image. This is just a gentle reminder. Your words, my words can speak life. And your words can speak death. You can empower someone to step into who they were created to be, or you, me, we can cultivate doubt in why they were created. The choice is completely ours to make. And to those who find themselves victim to the voices, you're not alone. At the very least, you have found a companion in the battle with me. 
Years ago, I was talking with a mentor of mine and I shared the doubt that I had my ideas and purpose. And he looked at me from across the table and he said, Callie, God's purpose is going to be accomplished no matter what. And he has given you a role in it, gifted and prepared you to be a part of building his kingdom. Now, you can either step into that, you can lean into that, or you can sit in your fear and let him give your role to someone else. I don't want that to be me. That could be the worst thing to happen to me. I want to passionately and fully pursue God's call and purpose on my life. I want to speak into others. I know you do too. Speak that life, but also speak life into yourself too. Change the narrative. You are called. You are purposed. You have a role in building his kingdom. Quiet the voices with the one voice that matters. The voice that said in Isaiah 43, 7, bring all who claim me as their God, for I have made them for my glory. It was I who created them. So move into this week with just two questions in mind. Who can I build up with my words this week? Okay, now text them. That one text could quiet the voices that they're battling themselves right now. And now ask, what am I believing that keeps me from stepping into my God-given calling? What voice is the loudest? It could be as simple as I'm not enough. I'm too fill in the blank. Write it down. Type it out. Whatever is easiest. And then go to the line underneath it. Start a new line. And ask yourself, What if I am enough? What if I am just fill in the blank enough? What if I am the one meant to do that, to say that? This exercise has meant a lot to me over the past few weeks as I have battled the voices. And I hope it does the same for you. I am so thankful for you all. I'm so thankful for this space. I hope you have a great week and I will see you next Monday.